Welcome to Grow Your Influence Tree with your host, Leonard Kim. This is the show especially for those that want to be among the top influencers of the world. We'll help you build your brand, tell the most compelling story, build your reputation and grow your audience, and attract the top clients and customers. Listen to the experts. Think like they do, and you'll be on your way. Now, here's Leonard Kim. Hey everyone, Leonard Kim here, and today we're going to be discussing the seven levers to a successful business. I'm here with Pete Williams. Uh, he's an entrepreneur, advisor, and marketer who Forbes recently called one entrepreneur today that every marketer should be modeling, while Inc. describes him as a savvy marketing strategist as well. Uh, he was a Southern uh, Region finalist in the Ernst Young Entrepreneur of the Year program, a small business icon. Uh, a recipient, and also he's an Australian who came to hop onto the show today, uh, and he won an award for the business award. Uh, he was a business award winner for marketing excellence, and he's a co-founder of a lot of different uh, businesses, varying from different industries all the way from telecommunications all the way to e-commerce. Uh, why don't you take a moment to introduce yourself, Pete? Well, mate, g'day. I, I think you did a pretty good uh, <laughs> wrap-up just then. There's not much more to say. Huh. Uh, yeah, based in Australia, spend a bit of time in uh, Florida and California when I can. And yeah, hand in a few different businesses over the years and uh, seem to have stumbled across some success along the way somewhere. Oh, nice. That's how it happens, right? Just stumbling, stumbling your way through. <laughs> A lot of it is, I think, yeah, a lot of it is. It's, uh, you, you work through what you can, you, you learn along the way, you figure out what does work, doesn't work, try and come up with some sort of blueprint or framework that works for you that you can kind of rely on and, and leverage from, and yeah, it's a, it's a journey. Awesome. So about these seven uh, levers, why don't we start with like the first one? What's the first lever that you really need to pull for this to have a successful business? Yeah, I think really... To to really give context, it's probably worth before we like guess diving into one, kind of explain the framework. I guess is probably a good place to start because you know, sure. the thing that we Let's found in our that. business it, yeah, is that our, our companies over the years is that from working through different stuff from you know telecommunications companies, you've got e-commerce and retail stores over the years. That at the end of the day, no matter what business you've got, whether you're running a you know, a retail store, an online SaaS program, maybe you're an accountant, no matter what it is, essentially every business, there's seven drivers that drive the profit of the business. And really everything else that you do in your business, if you can't tie it back to actually helping improve one of those seven drivers, effectively you're not spending your time wisely and the time you're spending is not driving profit. Mm-hmm. So... That's sort of the first thing. And then from there, the other really cool thing we discovered along the journey is that if you actually look at those seven levers, and we'll go through them in a moment, and just increase each of them by just 10%, so not trying to sort of shoot for the fences, do the Babe Ruth kind of thing where you're trying to hit home runs and things like that, just get you know on base every single time, just small 10% wins. If you get seven 10% wins, so just 10% improvements in the seven areas, the actual profit of your business doubles. Wow. And for a lot of businesses, a 10% win is actually pretty easy. And it's just math. Like, this is the thing. You know, my mum was a math teacher. So, you know, maths and numbers have been drilled into me from a very young age, which I'm very blessed by, in that really, like, you know, you see people trying to kind of go, how am I going to get 10,000 new visitors to my website? How am I going to double my sales numbers, which is a 100% increase? How am I going to, you know, 
do something else, you know, increase my opt-ins by 300%, like just some stupid stuff. It's, you know, really hard to achieve, become so distracting with those ridiculous out-of-reach goals, um, whereas if you just actually said, I'm going to try and get 7 10% wins, you can do that very, very easily. So, that makes you know, sense. Again, yeah, and nothing of it is really rocket science at the end of the day. You know, if you look at, if you just, even anybody just took the time to actually go, okay, you know, what do I think are the things that drive profit in a business? You know, most people in, in their moment of sort of focus will probably come up with it. But really, so the first thing is suspects. So this is how many people can't become aware of your business. So, you know, I'll use a, a retail store example. I grew up during university uh, working in a shoe store. So I find this is a really good analogy to kind of explain this and, and work through the numbers and work through the framework. Uh, you know, and it applies to everybody, whether you're a SaaS business or you, as I said before, you're an accountant, maybe you're a, a lawnmower or a, or a gardener or you're selling telecommunications and phone systems like we, we do in our core business here in Australia. It does apply to everybody. So you just have to define and clarify what that lever is in your business. So first one is suspects. So in a retail store environment, it's how many people actually walk into your store. How many people actually come into the store and walk through the door to look around? They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're suspects. They're not definitely going to be prospects because a prospect is someone, in this example, the second lever, who tries on a pair of shoes. So you've got suspects who walk in and just look around, and then you've got prospects, which is that next level of people who actually sit down, really engage with your business, and actually try on a pair of shoes. So that's the difference. And a lot of people don't differentiate that. They think everyone who walks into their store is a prospective customer. And we all know that's not true. We've all sort of maybe gone shopping with our wife or our partner one day and, you know, they've gone into one store and to try and kill time, you just walk into the store next door. So you're not really a prospect. You haven't got your hand on your wallet. You're not going in there with a clear need to, to be solved or a problem to be solved. You're just sort of walking around. So there are absolutely suspects versus prospects. You're going from one store to the other store. Yeah, you're just walking around, you know, and same with the internet. Like, you know, just because you landed on someone's website doesn't mean you're really a prospect for them. You're just a web visitor. You know, you become a prospect once you actually opt in and download their free report or you take up their free trial of the software package or something like that. So there's suspects and prospects. The third lever is conversions. So how many, uh, what percentage of those prospects, those people who actually try in a pair of shoes, actually go ahead and actually purchase? So you've got your suspect number, you've got your prospect number, which is the percentage of suspects that try on a pair of shoes. You've got your conversion number, which is the percentage of prospects who actually open their wallet or their purse and get their credit card and make that purchase from you. The fourth thing is average item price. So what is the average price of the items you sell in your store? You know, if you take that footwear retail store example, you know, there's obviously shoes that range from 50 to $150. You've got socks, you've got shoe cleaner, you've got insoles. So what's the average price of stuff around your store? So that's, you've, got, you've got to try and work out what, it is, what that is, and that's your average you know, item price. You've then got uh, items per sale. So how many items are people buying on average per transaction? You know, in, in our shoe store, uh, one thing we were taught was to always when you try and sell a pair of shoes, always have an additional item in their shopping bag, whether it's a pair of socks, uh, a replacement insole, maybe some shoe cleaner. You know, what other items can you sell that person to increase the average numbers of items they purchase every sale? Hmm. The sixth one is transactions per customer. How often do these people come back and buy from you again? 
you know, what percentage or, you know, maybe you have people, the average person comes and back and buys from you, or, you know, one in 10 people come back and buy from your business again in, the, in that 12-month period. So in that scenario, your transactions per customer is 1.1. You know, for every customer, they're going to come back and buy 1.1 times with you. And then the seventh lever is margins. So what is the actual, you know, the gross or, or net margins your business operators? What are your wholesale costs? What are your overheads? What are your expenses? And all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, those, they're your seven things. And they're not sexy. It's not some, we're not talking, here's a really cool webinar or here's how to go and use social media. Like, they all kind of play into and affect one of these levers. But it's not overly sexy. But this is, in every business, this is what drives your profit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we actually do some really rough numbers to kind of see how this all works, you know, let's say, we use this retail store example. Suspects, let's say you get a thousand people in a particular period of time coming into your store. So you've got a thousand suspects. Mm-hmm. Let's say 60% of those people try in a pair of shoes. So 60% of people who walk into your store are qualified prospects. They've put their hand up. They've shown they're seriously interested in your products or services and they go to that next level. They've tried on a pair of shoes. Maybe as I said before, it's downloaded the report, gotten you to give them a customized quote, um, you know, booked in for a consultation, some sort of, you know, way they've actually raised their hand and said, yes, I am different to a suspect. I am actually interested in, in purchasing your product. Then of those, you know, prospects, those 600 prospects you have trying on shoes, let's say 40% of them for easy numbers purchase. So your conversion rate is 40%. That gives you 240 sales. Yep. Your average item price so across the whole store between socks and high price shoes your average item price is 100 bucks. Uh, so that's your average item price, pretty straightforward. You just average out all the products you've sold in a period of time, what's the average price? Items per sale, let's say, you know, it might be 1.2. So one in five people come back and buy from you again because it's a, you know, a, a business where you can get people to come back. Sorry, that was items per sale, wasn't it? 1.2, sorry. So the average person buys 1.2 products. So, you know, shoes, socks, whatever it might be. Transactions yeah. per customer, which I was just talking about, sorry, to confuse people, is the, the repeats, getting to come back and buy from you again. So let's keep that easy at 1.1. So one in 10 people come back and buy again. So that's, you know, 11 sales out of 10 people, your average is 1.1. And let's say your margin is 30%. So looking at those numbers, 1,000 prospects, 1,000 suspects, 60% prospects, 40% of those convert, with an average item price of 100 bucks, you know, they're buying 1.2 items per sale. They're coming back 1.1 times, margin 30%. Your profit's $9,504, if my math is correct. <laughs> so, you know, you're making, you're making nine and a half grand a quarter or a month or a year or whatever period you're doing this analysis over. And look, hmm. again, pretty straightforward, nothing mystical or magical or sexy around it. But what it gets really cool is, as we sort of said before, is, these 10% wins, you know, if I said to you, all right, we're going to double your business in seven weeks, most people are going to freak out and not be able to do anything, try and, you know, double their traffic number, double the amount of traffic coming to their website, double the amount of people walking in their door. Most people think that's the only and easiest way to double their business is get twice as many people and potential customers walking in the door, coming to your website, yeah. whatever it might be. But if we look at this and go, okay, all we want to do is get, you know, let's say, Seven easy 10% wins. Mm-hmm. So I've got a retail store. I want to take my suspects from 1,000 people to 1,100, a 10% increase. 
you know, that's not a scary number to achieve. You know, you might go and put an A-frame sign at the front of your business. You might sign right the window. You might go and tweak your AdWords campaign to target or create an AdWords campaign to target people in your local area. You might tweak your, your, your Google local listing. Maybe you do some Facebook advertising. You know, you can, there's a lot of things you can do to get an extra 100 people into your store in a particular period of time. Nothing mm-hmm. that scary. You could probably do that in a week. Is that a fair thing to sort of say you could probably do one of those things I kind of spitballed to get 100 extra people into your store? Yeah, probably. So we say, great, that's, that's an easy win you've got. Then we look at going to prospects. Okay, how do you get, of those 1,100 people now walking in your door, how do you increase your prospect rate from 60% to 66%? Just getting you know, a 10% increase in people actually trying on shoes. Maybe it's the way you ask people when they walk in the store. You know, tests have been done to show that you know, normally when you walk into a retail store, they ask you know, can I help you? And what's the default answer everyone always gives? No. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just looking. No, it's all good. I'm just looking. Yeah. Whereas if you change that to a question like, um, you know, have you been here before? Can I show you how we, how we work? Or have you been here before? Let me show you around. Or just simply, have you been here before? It's a very different question that's been proven to actually get a lot more engagement with that person who's walked in the door. Much mm. more than the responsive sort of, you know, Click were response of, no, I'm just looking. So you, you do some, some, some different tests and different wording things to get better off, get a better prospect rate. You know, if you have a website, maybe you change the call to action on the website. Maybe you put a pop-up on your website to increase your opt-in rates because your opt-in rates and your prospects are essentially the same thing. It's just a different word. So, you know, again, if you have a website, putting a, a, um, a, a pop-up of some description, an AppSumo pop-up, a opt-in monster pop-up, something like that, you can do that in a week to get just a 10% bump in your opt-in rate. That's all we're looking for with the prospects is a very easy 10% win. Conversion rate, again, it's just a 10% win there. We're trying to increase it from 40% to 44%. We're not trying to double our conversion rates. We're not trying to get massive wins. We're just trying to get a 10% increase. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know a, uh, a couple of e-commerce businesses that we've worked with and helped out and strategized with that simply by putting some trust logos on their checkout pages. It's got a 10% increase. It took them less than an hour to put a trust logo or a testimonial on their checkout order form, and that increased their conversion rate by 10%. You know, it's simply training your sales staff to actually ask for the purchase. You know, there's, you know, a ton of different ways you can increase your conversion rates just by 10%. Not trying to double it, not trying to triple it, not trying to do anything ridiculous, just a 10% win. Average item price, again, it can be as simple as just increase your prices by 10%. Most markets have price elasticity that can allow for a 10% shift. You can, you can have that 10% movement without actually reducing your conversion rate or anything like that. And again, 10% increase, increase in prices is not that hard to achieve. You know, items per sale. Again, we were always taught in that retail store environment to always say, and, and communicate to the client the benefit of buying an insole. You know, with your running shoes, for example, the first thing to go for cushioning support is the actual insole inside the shoe. And you can buy replacement insoles for 15, 20 bucks. So we'd often tell people to buy a second pair of insoles and after every run, swap them out. Just keep swapping your insoles out between runs. It'll increase the longevity of those shoes massively. $20 investment, very easy, justifiable purchase for a customer great way to increase your you know, average items per sale. In an online shopping cart, it's the upsell. 
It's the, you know, the advanced features. It's, it's the, the usual sort of stuff. But again, we're only looking for a 10% win there, something you can implement very, very quickly. Transactions per customer. You know, one of the things back in that retail store example, we did not do at the time, this is when I was you know, in university and working there, is there was no system in place to get people back into the store. They just hoped and prayed that good customer experience got them back. Hmm. Whereas if they sort of asked people at the time saying, hey, you know, you've bought a running shoe, you've bought uh, some baseball cleats, you've bought some football boots, you've bought basketball boots, what's your email address and I'll send you some tips on making the most out of your basketball boots or some running tips if you're a runner or here's I'll send you a list of the uh, the best running tracks or trails around the area and got their email address you can put them into an autoresponder sequence we all know that now but so many businesses don't actually put an autoresponder sequence in place to get the customers back in the door so that's a very simple way that again you could implement within a week to get them to come back and buy from you again Margin. These are all definitely great tips. Um, we're going to have to hop off for a commercial break real quick. Um, where can people find you online? Yeah, great question. I think probably Preneur Marketing, P-R-E-N-E-U-R marketing.com is the blog. It's probably the best place to sort of start there. There's a whole bunch of stuff on there to play around with. Perfect. And you can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter, and we'll be back after this commercial break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel hear the stories be motivated be inspired join us today voice america influencers this is grow your influence tree to reach leonard kim or his guest call into the program at 1-866-472-5795 That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey, everyone. Leonard Kim's back here again, and we're here with Pete Williams. If you've tuned in earlier, you've heard about the seven levers to business success and how to really go out there and double your income with your business over a seven-week period. 
Now, most people would think that's impossible, but that's because if you go try to double one specific area, it becomes a little bit intense. What uh, the philosophy behind this is, is really going out there and increasing specific areas by 10% across the seven different areas. Now, <clears throat> Pete went out and gave a lot of great examples, and we're going to come back to where he was leaving off before. Uh, Pete, why don't you take it from here? <laughs> sure, man, absolutely. So I think we're talking about the seventh level, which is your margins. So obviously, you know, trying to get a 10% increase in your margins and you know, negotiating with your suppliers, trying to get some rebate sort of stuff to say if we hit certain targets, you'll, you'll rebate and, and repay some of the payments we've already made. Maybe it's as simple as just going through all your expenses and, and cancelling that webinar subscription package that you don't actually use or, or um, you know, looking at the particular analytics package that you paid for that you never actually use and not making any difference. There's a lot of businesses who have, you know, 10% of their expenses are just wastage that they don't actually do, you know, a spring clean of. So doing a spring clean uh, is a, a great way to actually work through that and get that really quick 10% win in, in your margin area. So at the end of the day, you know, as we sort of went through, like to, to really break down those seven drivers of profit, you know, you've got your suspects, prospects, you've got, you know, the conversion rate you've got in your business, the average item price, the items per sale, transactions per client, and then your margins. It's simple math at a 10% increase in each of those. So going from a 10% conversion rate to a 11% conversion rate, not 10 to 20, 10 to 11. That's a 10% increase. Going from a 30% prospect rate to a 33% prospect rate. Going from an average item price of 50 bucks to $55. If you're doing those 10% wins in those seven areas, you double the profit of your business. And working through that example we gave at the retail store, you know, originally based on the numbers, you know, the old profit was about 9500 bucks. With those 10% increases across those areas, which realistically, if this is the first or second time you're kind of cycling through this, you'll find that it's actually pretty easy. You can get most of these wins within a week or so. You know, it doesn't take weeks and months to implement. Uh, you know, the, the profit here in this business example now goes from, you know, nine and a half grand to over $18,000. So you literally double yeah, the profit of the business with just small, easy tweaks. It's not trying to, you know, hit home runs. And um, that's a really cool thing with this framework is it just gives you focus because I think, uh, and I'm sure you've experienced this, you know, I'm sure your listeners have too, we definitely did, is we found that we were just running around all over the place. We'd open the doors in the morning, we'd walk into the business and have this feeling of overwhelm because we weren't really sure and really had a great foundation of what to do next. We kind of like, we want to improve the business and grow the profit, but there was no actual roadmap or foundation we could keep coming back to and go, okay, we'll get the team around the board, the boardroom. This week, we're going to have a bit of a, a session, a little boardroom session, trying to brainstorm 10% win ideas for suspects. We go through it, we work it out, we implement it. We come back a week later, okay, let's do our similar session again on prospects. How do we get a 10% win there? And every week we had this structure to work through and we just kept cycling over and over and over through these things that every seven weeks we'd start again and cycle through, cycle through. Hmm. And it's just that compounding effect of not only the compounding effect of those 10% wins across the seven levers, but that continual compounding effect from cycling through the levers over and over again as that framework and, and blueprint and, and, and roadmap, I guess, for, for the business of what to do as business owners, as, as marketers, as a you know, management team. Cool. 
I mean, that keeps everyone on the team busy, looking for constant areas to improve. And it really makes sense to take the philosophy of just improving a little bit as opposed to making dramatic changes. Um, mm. Let's use an example. Let's just take my business. So I have a website. It's called influencetree.com. And on that website, what people could do is they could take a quiz that tells them where they stand with their personal brand. Um, they could buy courses that range from like $99 a month to like $500 one time to like $2,500 one time. And they could really go out there and get like one-on-one uh, works. <laughs> they could work with me directly one-on-one like Keith Ferrazzi and a few of my other clients do. And they pay around like, you know, around like 8 to 40 grand a month. Um, like what areas would you like would that seven uh, lever plan work for a business like mine? Yeah, absolutely. At the end of the day, business is just a series of math equations, really, with creativity yeah. and marketing and growth hacking on top of that. So, yeah, if we looked at that, obviously, let's you know get we'll start defining. You know, the first thing you need to really do is let's define what the levers are for your business because every business is different. So, the definition of how the lever is in your business will be different. You know, for you mm-hmm. with influencetree.com, you know, your suspects is how many people come to your website. That is, that's the number. So obviously, no doubt you're a smart man. You've got Google Analytics installed on your site. So you know how many first time visitors are coming to your site in a given month and you, you get that figure. So that's your suspect figure. Now obviously to increase so, that. Uh, you know, I'm a little of- curious though, because we don't market the Influence Tree website on like any ad platforms or anything. The only way people end up coming is if they like read an article in like Forbes, Entrepreneur, Inc., Mashable, or something. Then maybe they see a link back in there uh, saying that this is my company or something, and they click over. Is that still a suspect or is that a prospect once they come looking to see what I do for work? Great question. That's a really, really good question to ask because it, it can get a little confusing, and you can define it for what you want in your business. I would argue that if the main call to action on your site, which you mentioned before, was the quiz, or that, that's mm-hmm. sort of how you define people and clarify people who are a little bit more interested. Because obviously, mm-hmm. in, in any business, there's, there's a stage someone goes through mentally and it's either a small shift or a massive shift when they go from inquire, like, you know, interest to inquiry, suspect to prospect, visitor to opt-in. You know, so in some businesses, if you are a tradesperson, you know, someone calling up and having a chat to you is a suspect. Someone getting you out to give you a custom quote, that's a prospect. Uh-huh. You know, so okay. you could, I would argue, and, and again, you can define it how you want, and it's just what you measure and you consistently measure and, and, and go from there. Is I would say it's people coming to your website and getting to your website is a suspect. Everything, everything to tell people about your website, so, you know, getting featured in a Forbes article, getting featured in a, a Inc. article, being asked to be on a podcast as a guest, that's marketing to generate suspects for your business. So the suspects, I would argue, uh, are people who come to your website. And then the prospects are the people who actually, you know, opt in to take that quiz as an example. Sounds good. Yeah. So, yeah, so increasing suspects, it's, you know, as you said, you're not doing any advertising right now, which is if you're growing your business without actually having to spend, that's brilliant. Um, you know, it's sort of the holy grail for a lot of businesses, so awesome work there. You know, so you, know, you, can, you can continue to increase that, those suspect numbers without having to pay for it. You could, you know, start going on other people's shows, which I'm sure you already do. So going out there on other people's podcasts and talking about growing your influence, 
and talking about personal branding and being featured on some of those podcasts, that is a way to drive extra traffic to your site. And, and maybe, you know, based on your numbers, I don't know your numbers and I'm not even going to ask you to share them, but, you know, for some businesses, being on one podcast a month as a guest is enough to get a 10% win. For some businesses, you need to be on a podcast a day to get a 10% win because your traffic's so high. But if your yeah. traffic is, you know, medium, for want of a better term, at the moment, simply doing a one-hour interview a month on someone else's show could be enough to increase your suspect and your traffic to your website by 10%. You just need to work That's out true. what your business is. Obviously, if, you know, if we're talking to Nike, to double Nike's business, it's a lot different and a lot, it's, the, the levers still apply, but the work to get a 10% win you know, to increase Amazon's traffic by 10% is a lot harder work. The math still works, the process is still the same, but it's a lot different to get a 10% win there to getting a 10% increase in traffic to Mary Jane's Coffee Emporium website. And I'm sure oh, you're yeah. somewhere in the middle, probably closer to Amazon's traffic levels than Auntie Mary's Coffee Emporium, but 10% win, that's an easy way to do it. You know, Maybe doing a little bit of Facebook advertising to a certain audience, it costs, but you could set that up in... in very quick time, as I'm sure you know, and that can get you that 10% suspect win. So that's kind of some examples of how you could get that 10% win pretty easy across the suspect lever in your business if, if we're looking at the, the website um, vertical or, or, or segment of the business. Makes sense. So then, you know, if we go to the next level, which is prospects, you know, and mm-hmm. as you're saying, effectively, someone makes that mental shift before they actually open their wallet. There's some sort of action people generally take. You know, if you're looking at uh, an e-commerce site like Amazon, generally most people define their prospects as adding the shopping or adding the item they're interested into the shopping cart. The checkout where they actually open their credit card and make a payment is the conversion rate, but oh. add to cart is their prospect trigger and their prospect oh. um, action. So they, they track how many visitors we have to our website, what percentage of people actually add a product to the cart, and then what percentage of those carts get converted and purchased and, and closed. So that's sort of a, an Amazon example. Back to your example, you were saying before that, you know, you had that quiz. So maybe that is your very strong call to action on your website to get people to actually show they are interested in taking a little bit more action, a little bit more interaction with you and your business, you know. We all yeah. know the term squeeze page or lead magnet, you know, for a lot of businesses online the first thing they want to try and get someone to do is put their hand up and go, yeah, I am a prospect. I am actually interested in what you've got to say and teach and share. I'm going to opt in for that free report or that free audio series or that quiz. So, you know, split testing, you know, using some various web tools out there that are free with Google or paid with Unbounce and a few other places, you can split test the calls to action, the color of the button, the size of the button, the text in the button that, you know, says, take my quiz. It, you know, rather than saying, take my quiz, it could be, you know, how do you, where do you fit or what are you labeled as or what's your type? You know, if you, if, you know, if hypothetically, I don't know, your quiz labels people as a extrovert, introvert, whatever it might be. You say, you know, what's your, what's your, pers- what's your personal branding, um, uh, what's your personal branding, archetype, what's your personal branding, you know, label, you know, so like split testing and, and tweaking and, and just running some, some tests that again can be implemented within two or three hours and with, a, with great web development within a couple of minutes really, you can 
put something in place that will find a 10% win because, again, we're not trying to increase that prospects from, you know, 20% of your people coming to and taking that quiz to 50% of your people. We're only trying to go from 20% to 22%, a 10% increase. It's not a scary yeah, that number. Makes sense. And yeah, that's right. A lot, of people, a lot of people look at it and go, oh, 10% win going from 20 to 20%. That's too small. I want big wins. Rah, rah, rah. And it's like, yeah, but big wins are hard. Yeah, big wins are. Are, are, are rare. Big wins are They're available. So hard. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, yes, we get, uh, you know, caught up into all the sales letters and the hype and the, the case studies, which are like, you know, the, the end of the um, bell curve. But really, 10% win is all we're trying to achieve. So the, that, that's the prospect. Um, Lever for influencetree.com. Cool. Sounds good. So if we move on to conversions, then it's about, okay, how do we get people after completing that prospect action in your example here, the quiz, how do we get them to actually convert? How do we get them to actually buy our product? So, you know, one way is if hypothetically your quiz gives archetypes, so it's like they get labeled as a, you know, type of personal branding you know, skill, like, you know, there's some tests that label you as a gazelle versus a lion versus a, you know, different, like some quizzes sort of, you know, when you do a personality test, you get kind of given a certain personality. Maybe you have a different sales letter for uh-huh. each of those archetypes or personalities. So you're selling the same product, which is yeah. your personal branding course, but the sales letter says, hey, you're a gazelle or you're a lion or you're a purple or you're a a leader or you're a extrovert, whatever the, how people are getting defined as. Say, so look, yeah, I think ours you're are a leader. Trees, like a bus, a shrub, a Perfect. big sequoia tree or some other tree. I forget. But I think they're trees. Awesome. Awesome. So you, make, so you have a sales letter for each one of those types of trees or bushes to say, hey, you're a bush or you're a maple tree. This, this course is great for maples because A, B, C, and D. This course is good for, um, you know, apple trees for X, Y, Z. So the person feels the course you're selling is specific and tailored to them. So you're not creating different courses. It's the same course. It's just the sales letter or even the pre-sale page, which people talk about a lot, is it just makes that person feel like that the, the, the sales letter and the course that you're selling is extra relevant and targeted to, and specific to them. And again, to take your existing sales letter, hypothetically, and just tweak it to meet each of your different archetypes, that might take you a day just to you know, copy and paste the page, go in there and spend an hour tweaking the copy so it looks like it's a bit more personalized solely for that tree type. You know, for example, you know, if you had a consulting business that's, that's sold to different verticals and in your opt-in segment, you ask people, what industry are they in? Are they a SaaS? Are they a service? Are they a retailer? Are they an e-com? You basically have your sales letter that says, hey, e-com businesses, this product is awesome for you because of X, Y, and Z. And then you just replicate that sales letter that, hey, retailers or SaaS people or consultants or tradesmen, this product is great for you because of A, B, C. You know, that's a very easy way to actually increase your conversion rates on that product, on that sale of that product by 10% by just customizing the sales letter. Nice. If that's too much work, just do some split testing. Split test your headline. Split test the colors of the page. Split test some testimonials. You know, there's been tests. If you go to um, whichtest1.com, whichtest1.com is a great resource 
to show you um, different split tests that have been run across the web and the results. And, you know, there's examples on there that I've found and seen that, you know, show that changing the order button from yellow to green got a 14% increase in conversions. Also, so for anyone listening, um, a split test is when you run two versions of the same website and you change one thing on one site but not the other site. <clears throat> so you split yeah, to see which one definition. does better. <laughs> yeah, apologies. I made an assumption which was pretty bad of me. So, yeah, it's just, just you know, having two versions and with one tweak on each and see what one gets the best result. So yeah, yeah, Then you, you tweak know, again, something else, online. then you tweak something else, then you tweak something else, so you yep. keep getting results like that. Mm. So that's a way you could you know, increase the conversions for your core product is by you know, just split mm-hmm. testing some of the things on the sales page or, or really customizing it to the verticals or the archetypes or the personalities or the trees that you brand people with after going through that, that quiz, which was your opt-in or, or prospect lever. So awesome. there's three relatively um, easy Before we get we- to three, let's, let's hop off to another commercial break and we'll just get into everything else after that. Does that sound fine for you? Awesome. Sounds good. Cool. Uh, do you want to remind people how to find you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Preneurmarketing.com is probably the blog, is the blog and a great place to go. Sevenlevers.com is sort of, if you're interested in the Seven Levers stuff, there's resources and articles on there that can be very specific. Uh, so they're two great places to, to educate yourself a bit more. Awesome. And you can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter, and we'll be back after this commercial break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Would you like to make more money, help more people, and have more fun? Tune in to Noah St. John's Money Mindset and Marketing Mastery Show because you'll discover the money, mindset, and marketing skills that will help you create the abundant lifestyle you desire. As an international keynote speaker, best-selling author, and thought leader, Noah helps business owners increase their income, influence, and impact. So tune in to Noah St. John's Money Mindset and Marketing Mastery Show live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern noon pacific on the voice america influencers channel change starts here change starts now join us the voice america influencers channel this is grow your influence tree to reach leonard kim or his guest call into the program at 1-866-472-5795 
That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey, everyone. Leonard Kim back here again. If you've been listening to this show, we've been covering the seven uh, pillars to a business's success. The first uh, segment of the show, we kind of define what those seven uh, layers are. And then in the next segment, we kind of use the real-life example with my business and kind of showed all the different ways where it could potentially be improved, which shows that it doesn't matter if you're a retail store or an online business. Like, these principles kind of work all across the board. Now we have – now what we're going to do is kind of wrap this up with the rest of the uh, – uh, with the rest of the uh, different uh, moving parts in my business to help figure out how you can incorporate this into your business too and use these seven pillars to uh, really guide and navigate your business so you could go after your 10% wins. Would you like to take it away? Yeah, absolutely, man. Happy to keep going. So I think we're up to sort of level four for your business, InfluenceTree.com. Sounds like and, it. and obviously you've got... Pardon? Oh, I said sounds like it. Yeah, so... Looking there, it's about increasing your, your average item price, so increasing the price of the average item you sell. So that's uh, about you know a couple of things, either simply increasing your prices by ten percent, which you know mm-hmm. a lot of businesses can actually withstand that with any at any issue. It can be scary for a lot of business owners to to think they can justify a ten percent increase, uh, but absolutely can. Um, you could add more value to your core product. You could think about you know how can I add additional element to the core course can you take some sort of thing from another product or can you record another element of content just to give a bit more thud factor a bit more oomph a bit more depth to the course you're selling to justify the 10% increase Uh, maybe it's just dropping off your lowest tier product I've seen a lot of online entrepreneurs do this where they've gone okay I want to increase my average item price the way they've done that is by literally killing their cheapest product and just removing it from the market so the entry-level product just automatically is 10, 20, 30% more expensive rather than that $100 entry product. It's now 150 because they've canned oh. that $100 product and incorporated it into that second-tier product. So there's a number of different ways you can increase your average item price uh, across you know, the suite of services you offer. Uh, items per sale, very, very easy for online businesses like yourself. Thank you, Paige. One-click upsells. They are everywhere online. If you've ever bought a domain from GoDaddy.com, they are the kings of items per sale. You buy your $5 domain, then they offer you email hosting, web hosting, security, privacy. Like You've got to click through about seven item per sale type upsells <laughs> before you can <laughs> get to the final thank you page. So I wouldn't recommend going that far. I think it's a bit offensive. But you know, offering a, you know a special one-time only one-click um, upsell on your thank you page. So you, you know, the person comes in and buys your course, um, your your main core introductory course. On the thank you page, you sell them. Maybe it's a, a one-time offer of consulting. Maybe it's a one-time offer special package of your next level up product. You know, if you use ClickFunnels.com, which is becoming ridiculously popular these days as an online sales funnel um, software program, they can do these sort of you know, items per sale upsells very, very easy. It's been built into their product. So you can apply this framework to your cart and your checkout process very, very easy through ClickFunnels, which is awesome. 
So that's sort of some easy ways to increase your items per sale. Transactions per customer, transactions per client. How do you get them to come back again? You know, once they've you know, purchased from you, it's just about making additional offers, not being offensive, not bombarding them, you know, adding value first, but at least ask them and remind them that there's another thing to do. There's another step to take. Um, you know, a simple thing that I've seen get 10% increases in this very, very easily without any massive effort is just inside your core course, add an additional module at the end that says and offers the upsell and says to them, hey, you've done this main course. You're going to be well on your way. Once you spend six weeks implementing this and start getting some wins and your personal brand grows and your influence grows, you know, we can help you take it to the next level. We're taking you right now from level one to level two, and that's going to be a massive shift for your business. If you want to go to level three, consider buying this course, this product, this one-on-one consulting, this extra stuff, and you actually make the upsell almost like an additional module to your core course where hmm. it's like these people are hungry. They've consumed your entire course, which is very rare in you know, online um, world and online products. If they get to the end and have consumed it all and are watching that next module, they are the hyper-responsive, hyper-engaged audience. So make them an offer there. Give them the understanding of where to go next. Uh, I think a lot of people, and, and you're probably best to talk about this, Leonard, is about personal branding and, and speaking and, and talking and being influential. Is I think a lot of people don't buy or transact from a person again because they didn't know they could. They weren't yeah. even aware there was a next level to go to or a, or a back-end course or a, or a mastermind or anything like that. So just educating your audience and your customers by saying, hey, there is more we can help you with is massive. You know, in our telco business, you know, we sell phone systems, but we also do, you know, headsets and, you know, data services and conferencing and a whole bunch of other stuff. And the amount of times, you know, over the years I, I've heard and still hear, unfortunately, from customers that go, oh, I just bought that from someone else. I didn't know you did it. Hmm. They just didn't know we did it. And we, I think we're pretty good at transactions per client, but we still hear it in our business that clients go, the other day, oh, I didn't know you did um, you know, Ethernet data services. So I went and bought a contract for someone else and it was like a 10 grand sale they bought from someone else so they just weren't aware we did it. So if we, you know, at the time of sale, the technician actually spent a little bit more time with that customer and said, hey, you know, I noticed you've got a, a pretty crappy internet here in your office at the moment. If you do consider doing that at some point in the future, uh, we can help you out. Just call, you know, Richard, your salesperson and he'll be able to help you out. Like that kind of conversation is actually a helpful conversation and the customer would have loved that we lost a $10,000 sale because the customer just was not aware. Wow. Yeah, that's that a lot of money to three lose. Days ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that must hurt still. Big you are. Yeah, yeah, 10 grand, 10 grand. Yeah, so exactly. That buys make- a lot of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It pays for the Christmas party, you know. <laughs> it's not oh, yeah. stuff. Um, and then, you know, margins. You know, obviously, it's you know, making sure you're not wasting money on on services you're not using, you know, maybe you've got um, a Hotjar account for an analytics of a product or maybe you have a lead pages account you're not using or maybe your hosting's expensive or, you know, maybe, you know, you're using a graphic designer, a freelance graphic designer and not using someone like Studio One who have like that designer on tap service. Um, you know, like there's ways and just checking where your expenses are and how can you keep them lower? What can you do to, to, to keep your overheads? You know, I think 
every online entrepreneur I've ever met still has one subscription there for a service they bought three years ago that they haven't actually implemented yet. And it's just a waste of money going out the door. And um, just doing that audit is a great place um, to start. <laughs> kind of like how what I still that? pay for the internet on my ex's tablet and I haven't canceled that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a 10% win right there. Now, maybe you want to get back with her and maybe you're sort of trying to sort of be the good guy uh, that you are. And that's, that might be a non-business <laughs> expense. And, you know, uh, that's cool. <laughs> but if you want to get rid of it, cancel it. That's, you know, that's, that's, that's margin right there eating up your profits right there. So, you know, you know one thing I do um, with our accountant in my personal business, in my other businesses with the, the CFOs that, you know, um, we employ in those other projects, like we literally have a spring clean where we'll go in at least one, like a minimum one day a year, at minimum. We, and we generally do it twice because I kind of, you know, spend time in the US and Australia, I kind of get two springs. So it's an excuse to do spring cleaning twice. So twice a year, I sit down with the team and go, let's go through line by line on our P&L and our balance sheet. What are the expenses we've got in our P&L? And let's really look at them. Let's call our providers. Let's negotiate some prices. Let's, you know, go and shop around, do that. You know, one or two days a year, you know, out of your time can save you 10 or 15 percent a year in your expenses by just continually reviewing them. When was the last time you rang your, your current internet provider and said, hey, Got any better deals for me to stop moving around? So, you, you know, you're, maybe you've got a finance on some hardware in your office, your computers, your laptops, things like that. Talk to your finance. I'm thinking about refinancing. Would you drop your rates to keep me? Like that sort of stuff is very, very easy to actually do to get those 10% wins across your business. So now there's some ideas of how you could apply the seven levers to, mm. you know, influencetree.com. And if you just pick and chewed, you know, picked off a leaf, I'm going to use that bad analogy, picked off a leaf of the seven levers every week and said, okay, this week, I'm going to go and get a 10% increase to my traffic. You might go and do two podcast interviews. I'm going to increase the people who do my quiz. I'm going to change, I'm going to split test the copy, the color of the button, the size of the button, make it more prominent. I'm going to then increase the conversion. I'm going to split test the sales page. I'm going to create variations of the sales page to target the types of um, trees or, you know, um, personality types that the quiz actually generates. You know, work on your pricing a little bit, your packaging, up your, up your price and see how it goes. Make sure you have an upsell in your checkout process to actually get that 10%. When you only need one in 10 people to take up that opt-in, that upsell to get that 10% win. You know, transactions, what do you, just re, re-look at your courses. Can you record another module that sits at the end that kind of educates them of where to next? Do you need to put some emails in your sequence about where to next? And then spend a day on the phone just calling people and make sure you get the best deal on all your expenses. So, you know, that's seven things you can implement that wouldn't take more than, I can't think of any of those taking more than six hours individually. Yeah, so one not. day a week, the next seven weeks, looking for 10% wins, you've doubled your mm-hmm. business. That's crazy. It's like so simple, so easy, and it doubles your mm-hmm. business. I mean, you can't really go wrong, right? No, nah, it's, it's just math. And look, you know, what happens if you don't double your business? You don't get a 10% win every time. Some things, you know, you might find that the podcast gets you a 20% increase in traffic, but you only get a 5% increase in average item price, or you can only save 7% on your margins, but you you get a prospect increase by 15%. You're not going to get 10% every time. It's going to fluctuate. But the law of averages, the law of mathematics, the law of compounding will get you that result you want. And it's not 
trying to shoot for the fences. It's not believing the hype of the sales letter. It's not believing the case study where you have to go and I learned to do webinars and I got 10,000 new opt-ins last week or I'm going to go and do this other thing that I read about that's going to increase my conversion rate by 50 million percent. You know, I'm going to go put on live chat with artificial intelligence that increases your conversion rates by 500 percent. You know, like, let's get realistic. Let's just work on the math. Business is all about profit. Business is all about math. What drives the profit? Work intelligently. Nice. Do you have like a book or anything that covers all these principles and everything in case anyone listening wanted to like check it out? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> yes, <there is> a book. <laughs> That's a great answer. Coming out in, it is coming out in August 2018. So it's called Cadence, mm-hmm. A Tale of Fast Business Growth. Uh, it's pretty, I'm excited about it. So it's out in August. Uh, it, it won some awards already. It won a silver medal in 2018's Axiom Business Book Awards. It won a gold medal in the Nonfiction Book Awards yesterday. So like I can't, we can't get out till August because of the way the bookstores sort of work. You know, they yeah. need their lead times to be able to prepare and order and all that sort of annoying crap that is bookstores. And unfortunately, bookstores still sell and move a lot of books that we kind of have yeah. to play their game a little bit. Uh, so it's out in August. Um, Cadencebook.com is where you can kind of get information about that, sign up to the pre-notification list. But yeah, out in August 2018, Cadence, Taylor Fast Business Growth, talks about this exact thing. Yeah, so if you have like some calendar app on like your iPhone or your Android, you can switch over to that month, August. You can put in a little reminder and say Cadence book, buy now and put the website in there. So once it comes out, yeah, it will be right in your hands. It's on Amazon, it's on, on Barnes & Noble. If you really enjoyed the show and, and you want to get more and you want to believe in the book and you want to support the book and the movement that sort of seems to be growing around it, yeah, you can grab the book pre-order on Amazon and Barnes & Noble right now so you don't forget about it. Probably even easier. I like to keep things simple, as you know. Rather than putting the calendar app, just, yeah, go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble or any of those places and you can pre-order it now. Pre-orders already, awesome. just, unfortunately, won't ship till August. Ah, that's going to be a wait, but hey, guess what? You're going to forget you ordered it, and then when August comes around, you'll have a nice surprise. Well, Pete, thank you so much for tuning in to, or joining us today and sharing your message with the seven pillars. I mean, it's really appreciated, especially with all the insights that you uh, really laid down. Uh, where can everyone find you again? Yeah, so um, Preneur Marketing. So Preneur is in Entrepreneur. Preneurmarketing.com is the blog. Sevenlevers.com is sort of the home of the, the framework and the movement and what's sort of growing there. And Cadencebook.com is, is where the book is all at. So, yeah, any of those three places, you'll, you'll find it. Awesome. Well, you have three resources that you can check out, and I'll give you basically everything you need to know about this new mathematical formula, which probably isn't new. It's just uh, new to you right now, and really go out there and really drive double the growth for your business. Um, Once again, my name's Leonard Kim. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim, and thank you for joining uh, Grow Your Influence Tree. Thank you for making us part of your week. Listen for Grow Your Influence Tree with Leonard Kim every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Stand out, stand apart, and become a top influencer. We'll see you here next week.